We're up to the Mishnah Davchav Dalid. The Mishnah says like this. We had a lot of this. We've had before already. It's not very difficult. It's a very uh, easy, nice daf. The Mishnah says, You have a woman who made herself a Nazira. And she completed it. And she set aside the animals for a carbonus. And then the husband revoked the vow. And again, we have this, whole, this is quoted many times to try to figure out whether revocation is uh, retroactively or from that point onward. Right? We assume that it's, it's from that point onward. So, so basically, she's no longer a Nazira, but she set aside animals for her carbon. So the question is, what do you do with the animals? If the animals belong to the husband, they're no longer holy. Now the reason being is because it's not the wife's animals, it was the husband's animals. So the husband allows her, and we're gonna, the Gemara is going to discuss, according to some Tanoim, it's the husband's responsibility, or perhaps it's not his responsibility and he did it willingly, whatever, we'll figure it out. But the point is the husband gave her animals on condition that she needs the animals for a carbon. It's not hers unconditionally. He gave it to her on condition she used it for a carbonus that she's mechoyev to bring. If she's not mechoyev to bring a carbon, like in this case where it turns out she's no longer mechoyev, so then it's, it's, he, he didn't give it to her under such, uh, under such conditions. So therefore it was like a mekach tois. Therefore there's no holiness. Why is, he not, why, why is she not mechoyev to give the... Because um, he revoked her vows. So, so the, the, the right now she's not mechoyev. So he only gave it to her under the condition that she would be mechoyev to bring karbanas. If not, then it's his. And therefore her, uh, her uh, sanctification doesn't take effect. Now, that's if it's his. What if it's hers? If it's hers, she owns it the whole time. She was mechoyev at the time, so those are holy karbanas. The problem is you can't bring them. Because she's not mechoyev now. So, so there's three karbanas that a person has to bring when they're done their naziris. A chatas and a shlamim and a chatas, a shlamim and an oila. So here's the deal. The oila and the shlamim are easy. Bring them as optional oila and shlamim. You're right, you can't bring it as a nazir oila and a nazir shlamim. So you bring it as an edava. That's not a big deal. Set aside anyway, right? And again, because... Because the husband didn't remove it retroactively, he removed it from that point onward, so when she set aside, it is holy. The problem is she practically can't bring it right now because she's no longer a Nazira. So for an oil and a shlom, it's not a big deal. Bring it as an optional oil and an optional shlom. The problem is the chatas. There's no such thing as an optional chatas. So what happened over here was that the woman has her own animals, yeah. and she decided to become a Nazira, yeah. and he is made for the Nazira. Yeah, the but she set it aside already. So... She has to let the chatas die because the problem is you can't bring an optional chatas. That's not a thing. It's not allowed. So the chatas you stuck. The chatas you got to just let it die. Oila tikrav oila. The oila you bring is an optional oila, and a shlamim tikrav shlamim, and a shlam you also bring an optional shlam. Now, by the way, what's the difference? You see, an optional shlam, optional oila, and another oila are identical in the process. The difference between a shlamim that's optional and a shlam that's another is bread. A regular shlom that's brought optionally does not have it challah or wafers that go with it. But a nazir shlomim has 20 loaves of bread that go with it. So this is brought as an optional shlomim, but without, minus the bread, because it's not a nazir shlomim, it's an optional shlomim. So it has to be brought like any other shlomim. Didn't we, didn't we say that according to like, the Rebbe Lazar Khafar, that you still have to bring a khatas? This mission is not going over to him? So first of all, that Mishnah, that Mishnah over there, so where is this Dafchav Beis? Yeah. No, Chafal from the base. 
Now the Chaf Beis was talking about if she became Tameh. Um, no, so the, the Gemara says it could even work according to Rav Zakafar because if if you if you um, if you hold that the husband is retroactively uprooting it, then the chulin, it sh- the, all the carbonus uh, should no longer be holy. The only reason why you need Rav Zakafar to even tell you why the chatas dies, I'm saying he he would explain why the chatas would die. Correct. You should bring the chatas. No, you can't bring the chatas anyway. Everyone agrees that you can't bring the chatas because oh. she's no longer Nazira. Ah. But at least you could understand why she would, that the, the, the allocation of the chatas is valid. Again, the Gemara was trying to figure out if you hold that the husband retroactively uproots the Nazira and she was never a Nazira, right, right, right. then why does the chatas have any sanctification right, right, right. in any form? And the answer is of Allah's Gemara. So it could work according to him. What was the Maskana? Megas guys? Megas guys. Megas guys, yeah. So the Gemara says. Um, now you eat the shlomim in the allotted time that you would have to eat another shlomim because why not be machmer? But you don't bring bread with it because it's an optional shlomim and it's not the shlomim of the nazir, so therefore it does not require the bread that goes along the shlomim of a nazir. Now that's so that's the halacha if she set aside animals. Let's say she didn't set aside animals, she set aside money for the animals. So the money is always treated like the animals themselves. So how you lay mice, stumin? So again, she has to bring three carbonas. Let's say she put aside a thousand dollars, but didn't say uh, it's not a good amount of money. Nine hundred dollars, three hundred for each. But she didn't allocate. She didn't say three hundred for a chazis, three hundred. She said nine hundred dollars for my carbonas. So then the halacha is because she didn't allocate any specific one to be the chatas. The halacha is All of them are spent on an optional carbon. But let's say she set aside cash and said 300 for chatas, 300 for oila, 300 for shlamim. So then, mois mefurashin. So let's say she set aside the actual money for those karbanas, and then she's no longer in Aziris. So the halacha is the money has to be treated like the carbon itself, meaning, the money for the chatas, the same way the chatas has to die, the money has to be sent to yamamelach. There's, you're not allowed to benefit, but there's no Isr Me'ila, because Isr Me'ila only applies to uh, something that's going to be brought as a carbon. This is money is thrown to Yamamela. But there's a rabbinic prohibition, you're not allowed to use it. Demei Oila, you Oila. Um Ben. The money for the Oila is brought as an Oila. And there's an Isr Me'ila. Demei Shlamim, you Shlamim, Yomechem, And the money for the Shlamim should be used to purchase an optional Shlamim. But it does not bring bread with it, because again, whenever you bring this, you do not treat it like a Nazir Shlom, you treat it as an optional Shlom. Okay. So the Gemara from here until the end of the Amid is going to be bothered by the following question. The Mishnah said that if she set aside animals, if it was her animals, then she's got to deal with it. But if it was his animals, the husband's, doesn't count. The Gemara tries to figure out, who does this go like? There is a machloikas tanoim, whether a husband is halachically responsible to give animals to his wife for her karbanos. Right? A woman does a sin that she needs to bring a chatas. Is it the husband's responsibility, meaning from the ksuba, is it the husband's responsibility to supply her with a karban? There's a machloikas tanoim, Rabbi Yudha says yes, the Rabbanans say no. And the question is, how does that work with our Mishnah? Because again, the Mishnah says that if, if she used his animal, then it didn't count. So who does that go like? You could look at it going either way. So the Gemara says, The Gemara understands that according to the Mishnah, the husband doesn't have to give her an animal, 
Meaning, the Gemara understands that if you feel that the husband has to give her an animal, see, he had to give her the animal, so it's hers. Meaning, if it's her animals, halacha A. If it's his animals, then it doesn't count. That implies that he doesn't have to give it to her, because if he had to give it to her, then it became hers. That's the Gemara saying. So who is this like? You understand what I'm saying? So who is this like? Again, the Gemara's assumption is that the fact that if she sets aside his animals, it doesn't count because it was never hers. It was his the whole time. That implies that he doesn't have to supply her with animals. Because if you hold like Rabbi Yehuda, that it's the husband's responsibility to supply the wife with animals, then any and it's hers. So the Gemara says, Rabbanani must be the Rabbanan who hold that a husband is not responsible to support the wife by supplying her with karbanas. Because if you follow Rabbi Yehuda, that it's the husband's responsibility in the Ksuba to supply her with animals for her karbanos. Then why does the animal just go back to Chulin? It was hers, because he gave it to her. The assumption is that he gave it to her unequivocally, because that's his responsibility. What is this machlekes? Where is Rav Yehuda Shita? The Tanya. Rav Yehuda Oymer. Rav Yehuda says that a husband has to give a carbon for his wife, and we know that there's certain carbonists that the, 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 the animal depends on your wealth. If you're poor, really poor, it's uh, bread, and then middle, it's birds, and then eventually it's sheep. So, a uh, husband has to supply his wife with, with wealthier because we don't look at her, she's an ani. She's not an ani. He's supplying her with the responsibility to give her the karbanas. V'chein kol karbanas. All karbanas, shehi chayeves, he has to give her. Shekach kosov lo kolach rais disle alam in kadamadana. Because it says in the ksuba, he's going to take care of all her responsibilities. And this is one of her responsibilities. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, the husband has to supply the wife with karbanas. So the Gemara says our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, that the husband has to supply his wife with karbanas, the assumption is it's her karban. So the answer is no. Rava Amar Afilu Tema, Rabbi Yehuda. Rava says no, it could even work according to Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Ki mishabla milsa disrichala milsa loisrichala loi. The husband only has has to supply her with karbanas for karbanas that she's mechuyiv. But this karban, because when he was mefar, it's revealed that she's no longer mechuyiv, so now it's no longer hers. Meaning... No, but still, it, meaning, even Megas guy is, it's not the husband's responsibility to supply her with every carbon. He gives her carbonus that she's mechuyiv at the time of the hakrava. If she's not mechuyiv at the time of the hakrava, then he didn't give it to her. So it's not... Yeah, so it's, it's, not, it's not just... Unequivocally hers. So therefore, Rabbanon feel you're not mechoyev at all. Rav Yehuda says you're mechoyev, but you're not mechoyev. But you're uh, even Rav Yehuda, you're only mechoyev if 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 only mechoyev to give her karbanas that she's mechoyev to take. Exactly. But if she's not mechoyev to bring karbanas at the end of the day, then even Rav Yehuda. So our Mishnah could even work according to Rav Yehuda. So at first, the flow of the Mishnah, the Gemara was we thought it was the Rabbanon. No, it could even work according to Rav Yehuda. Now the Gemara has a different version. Ikadamri. The other version is the opposite. We assume it's Rav Yehuda, and we assume it's not the Rabbana. Why? So the Gemara says, Ikeda Amri, Mantana, Amr Vichizda, Rav Yehuda. Our Mishnah must follow Rav Yehuda, who says that generally the husband's responsible to give it to the wife. And you're only obligated to give her things that you have to give her, but things that she doesn't have to bring, you know. Why does it not work according to the Rabbana, according to this version? Again, what's the Rabbana Shita? The Rabbana Shita is that a husband is not obligated to give his wife a karba. So then... Why does that not work with our Mishnah? Because what does our Mishnah say? If she sets aside his carbon, it doesn't count. Wait a minute. According to the Rabbanon, he never has to give her a carbon. So how does she have a carbon from him at all? It must be he chose to give it to her as a gift. So then it's a gift. It should be hers. You hear what I'm saying? Meaning, the Mishnah says that if she sets aside his animal, it doesn't count. So the Gemara says it can't be the Rabbanon. Why? 
According to Rabbi Yehuda, that you're obligated to supply her with animals. So he gave her the animal because she was obligated at the time, but then when she's no longer obligated, she gives it back. According to the Rabbana, you're never obligated to give your wife an animal. So how'd she get it? She steal it? No, she didn't steal it. What's Elamai? She asked for it. He gave her a gift. If you gave her a gift, then it's unequivocal. Meaning, the very fact, this version is, the very fact that if, the, if she's not Mechuyiv, then, then it's not her animal, follows Rav Yehuda, not the Rabbana, because according to the Rabbana, you're not Mechuyiv to give it. So how did she get it? It must be Elamai, you gave it to her as a gift. Well, if you gave it to her as a gift, then you, there's no backsies. Right? So if you gave it to her as a gift, then, then that's it. It's, it's hers, yeah, it's a gift. Oh, so the Kemara says, <laughs> Sit at the teacher's desk. No, no. <laughs> because if it's the Rabbanon, <laughs> two lines on the bottom. According to the Rabbanon, you're never obligated to give her an animal. <laughs> so how'd she get it? <laughs> he must have given it to her as a gift. But wait a minute, if you give it to her as a gift, then it's hers forever. Go to the next page. So how does it work according to the Rabbana? The answer is, The answer is, it it could work according to the Rabbana very simply. When the husband gave it to her as a gift, it wasn't unequivocal. He was saying, I'm giving it to you because you're obligated to bring a carbon. But if you're not obligated to give a carbon, I want it back. That could could work. You could have people always, I'll give you a gift. Because you have a certain responsibility, but if the responsibility no longer applies, then you want it back. So, so too over here, the Rabbanon are the author of the Mishnah. And the Rabbanon's case is where the wife said, can I please have Karbanas for my Naziris? And he said, fine, here's the Karbanas, but it's not yours as a gift. You need it, so here's it for you. But it turns out she doesn't need it, I give it back. Okay. Now, just the, the, the rest of the Mishnah, the rest of the stuff is quite easy. The Mishnah said... If it's her animal, then the halacha is, there is holiness to the animals. The question is, how does a wife have animals? Everything she owns automatically goes to the husband. So how does she own everything, anything of her own? So the Gemara says, he manola. How does she have anything? <laughs> Whatever she acquires goes to the husband. So how does she acquire anything? So the Gemara says, <laughs> The answer is, the husband has to supply her with food every week. That's one of his responsibilities, every month. That's one of his responsibilities. The case is where she didn't eat all her food. She scrapped a little bit, kept a little bit, and sold it. Meaning the husband has to give her, let's say, food money, $100 a month. That's his responsibility, what she needs, and it's hers. So instead of spending $100, she set aside 5 bucks a month as savings. And, and that's money that, that he has no shaykhs to. Or another simple answer is, Or very simple. The wife's friend gives her a gift and says, here's the gift on condition. It doesn't go to your husband. That, that, that condition works? Yeah. It's, it's not because of Torah. The Torah never says it goes to the... It's not from the Torah. It's a chazal, chazal made it that, that whatever she's kind of goes to him for shalom bias purposes. But, but if you, you have the right to give her a gift and say, on condition, it doesn't go to the father. Same thing, by the way, same thing with the child. A child, automatically what the child acquires goes to the father, right? But if you give a gift to someone and say, please acquire it for the child on condition that the father doesn't have permission to touch, that also works. Okay, now we said like this, this is the main point until the end of the Mishnah. Generally, when a Nazir brings a Shlomim, it comes with it bread. But an optional Shlomim doesn't have the 20 loaves. So our Mishnah said, if she sets aside animals because she's obligated, then the husband is made for the Nadarim, so what do you do with the Shlomim? 
you bring it no longer as a nazir shlom, you bring it as an optional shlomim. So it's an example of a nazir, I use that air quotes, a nazir bring a shlomim without bread because she's no longer a nazir. Okay, that's like, it's like, what's, it's like a riddle. When's the one time a nazir brings shlomim without bread is when, when she's no longer a nazir. So says the Gemara, he said, please don't, don't sit, don't stand up until, don't, don't sit down until you explain to me the following riddle. The riddle was, the Gemara never spoke of the riddle, but the riddle is, what are the four shlomims that, that what are the four shlomims of a nazir that you don't bring bread? So we have one. Is that really a shlomim? I know, it's, a, it's, a, it's not the best riddle. But then what are the four cases where a nazir of a shlomim, a nazir brings a shlomim without bread? So by the way, all of them are not nazir, or or they're not bring or they're not bringing the shlomim in a regular way. So eluhein, these are the four: arba elam sheinatun lechem, shaloi, shala, shalachar misa, the shalachar kapara. Now, okay, so there's four cases. One is shala, her case, which is what we had in our mishnah. She set aside, and then her husband revoked it. Shaloi, which we'll have to figure out what that case is. Lachar misa. Lachar Misa is very simple. A Nazir set aside funds, for, uh, set aside an animal and then died. So you're bringing it after the Nazir's death. That it's brought without bread. Because again, and, and, and the last one is Achar Kapara. Achar Kapara is very simple also. A Nazir sets aside a Shlomim, loses the Shlomim, has to get a second Shlomim to replace it, brings that Shlomim with bread, then finds the original. All of these cases, the reason why you don't bring bread is because the Tysus explains, the Pasuk says that you put the Nazir, the Nazir would take the bread and it was part of the waving process, it would put on his hands. If there is no Nazir to put on his hands, like he died already, or it's Lacha Kapara, or it's, she's revoked, or uh, then, then you have to bring the Shlomim, but you can't technically bring the bread because there's nothing to put on his hands. So those are the four cases. So, so what are the, let's just talk them out. So, Shalah Hada Amrin. Okay, we just had Shalah, which is she set aside a Shlomim and then her husband revoked it. Shalai, what's the case of Shalai? Ditznan. Ha'ish Madir is Benoi Benazir. First of all, the husband has a father has the right to make his son under bar mitzvah a nazir, but the mother does not. Okay, so you have the right to make your eleven year old son a nazir. Now, it's an interesting halacha. While you have the right to do that without his consent, because he's a child, if he immediately um, rebels against it, it's it's broken. Like the same way the husband can revoke the wife's vows of being a nazira. A child or the family members can revoke the vow of the father making him a nazir. Meaning, gilach Meaning, the halacha is that you set aside your eleven-year-old as a nazir, and then he instantly. Okay, we'll get to the details, but he instantly shaves his head. There's no greater rebellion of I don't want to be a nazir than I'm shaving my head, or the sister shaves his head, or the mother shaves his head, or the cousin shaves his head, or he says I'm not interested, I'm out. The halacha is he's no longer a nazir, okay? So he's only a nazir if he accepts the naziris, but if he rebels against it, he's no longer a nazir. So fine. So here's the case: father says my son is 11 year old is a nazir. He's here's his animals all set up ready for him. He comes home, they say hey you're a nazir. He's like no I'm not shave. The halacha is he's no longer a nazir. But you got these animals that were set aside. So what's the halacha? You bring the shlomim as an optional shlomim without bread. That's the second case. The father brings it. Obviously the son doesn't have any money. So the father obviously had already set it aside before the son rebelled against it. So you have the karbonus that it's sort of like the wife 
setting aside a carbon and then the husband revoking it. Right, but she brings it as the option. What do you mean? When he revokes... Yeah, she brings it. So in this case, the kid, whose animal is it? I mean, he's a child, so it's got to be the father. Unless the if father gave it to the kid, but then the kid rebelled against it. So I would assume the father. If he completed the Naziris, the kid would be free. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but I'm saying, but this, is, this is where he rebelled. This is where he rebelled instantly. So if the father had set aside money, so if the money was not allocated for a certain carbonos, it was just for all the carbonos, use that money for an optional carbon. But if he had set aside $300 for a chatas, $300 for a shlom, $300 for an oila, so then same thing. The money for the chatas goes to yamamelech. The money for the oila is brought as an optional oila. And the shlomim is brought as a shlomim, but without the bread. So that's the second example of a nazir shlomim that's brought without bread. The third one is lachar misa. Lachar misa, again, is very simple. A nazir sets aside the karbanas and then dies. So, minolan titania, hamafrish, most the naziris, loinen, loinen, benation, ruin, lohavi, bekulan shlom. If someone sets aside money for his naziris, he doesn't die yet. This is the first case. He sets aside money for his naziris. That money you're not allowed to use, obviously, for personal use. But if you use it, there's no isr mi'ila. There's no carbon mi'ila. Carbon mi'ila is only brought if you misuse a chatas or an oila, not a shlomim. So, because this money you didn't allocate for different carbonas, it could be used as a shlomim. Therefore, there's no iser me'ila technically. Fine. Did you use all that? Correct. Did you use all the money? Some yeah, but, you, but you, never, you never allocated what it was. You just said, this is for my carbonus. Some of it was for shlom. No, you just said it was for my carbonus. You never said, so all of it could have been used for the shlom. So because technically all of it could be used for the shlomim, there's no iser me'ila if you use the money. But, mace, he set aside money and then he died. So if he didn't specify what the money is for, then it all should be used for an optional carbon. But if he set aside money for, for, for uh, and then he died, so he set aside money for a chatas, for an oil and for a shlomim. And the, 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 the money that's set aside for the shlomim is brought, but there's no bread being brought. Okay. The last one is shalacha kapara. That's the case where, as I said, brought the shlomim, had a shlomim, lost it, brought a replacement, brought the replacement with bread, then found the original. What's the halacha? The original shlomim is brought without bread. So the Gemara says, what's the source? Svarahu. It makes sense. Shalach misa my time The Gemara says, it's very simple. It's comparable to a Nazir that died. Why is it that a Nazir that dies, you don't bring the bread with the Shlomim? Because he's no longer a Nazir anymore. Then it's a Kapara. So to over here, he already had the Shlomim brought, so therefore you don't bring, you don't bring bread for the Yalach Kapara. Okay, so those are the four examples of a Nazir Shlomim that is brought without bread. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, there's one more. Why didn't they listen? Vesulaka, ha'ika, v'shar kol shamin nizah sheshachna shleikam mitzvasen kesherin, v'leir l'bain l'shem chayiva, v'nechal miyomech, v'etun l'aylechem, v'lo'izroya. The Gemara says, I'll tell you one more case. Let's say you bring a, a shlamim. Nazir brings a shlamim, and the kayin has the wrong intention. The kayin thinks it's a chatas. As he's doing it, he thinks it's a chatas. What's the halacha? This is the first mission in Zvachim. The halacha is that you could bring the carbon on the Mizbeach, meaning you're still allowed to bring it on the Mizbeach, but the Nazir is not yoyt to the mitzvah with the shlom, meaning he has to bring another one to fulfill his obligation. So that, naz- that shlomim doesn't have bread with it. So, okay, that's an example of a Nazir shlomim that doesn't have bread with it. Is that Navera? Yes. It's not Pigel. It's Navera. 
it's not pickle though. Pickle disqualifies the carbon. This doesn't disqualify. Pickle is where you intend to bring this, bring, you know what the carbon is, but you intend to bring it after, after this man. This is, you, you, the Kayan either accidentally or on purpose, if he's not a nice guy, brings it with the intention that it's a different animal. That, he kind of, kind of fulfilled no, he's not fulfilling the obligation. It's just, it's a kosher animal that you could still bring on the Mizbeach. So why not bring bread when he brings the second one? He does. That's exactly the point. But that Shlomim doesn't company with bread. The first one, because it wasn't yotz to the mitzvah, it's just you're allowed to bring on this beach due to a technicality. It's not. It's not like bringing like a. It's not like bringing a chazer on the mitzvah. It's, it's you could bring on the mitzvah, but you're not yotz to the mitzvah. You don't wave it. You don't bring the bread. So that's an example of a shlom that doesn't have with it bread. So the Gemara says We're not talking about. We're only listing ones that don't bring bread where no one did navera. All the other examples, they did it 100 percent right. The guy died, the guy lost the animal, the husband revoked the vow, the child rebelled. Nothing wrong. That's an example where the Kayan did Shalaikim Mitzvasa. He disqualified the carbon. I mean, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for examples. You don't bring the bread, but there was no there was no Avera and no ruining of the carbon being done. Stop here.